0: Hey y'all, this is Lauren Akins, and welcome to the Live in Love podcast. So each week, I'm going to be sitting down with friends and family and talking about the different areas of our lives where we get to live in love, and we've got some behind the scenes things we're going to get to share with you too, things you may not know, even if you've already read my book, Live in Love. And I'm Annie F. Downs, and
1: I'm so excited to be here with Lauren and to get to be a part of these episodes. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you do that so you don't miss a single episode. And this is number five. So go back and make sure you listen to the first four. They are really excellent conversations. And if you haven't gotten your copy of Lauren's New York Times bestseller book, Live in Love, the paperback edition is new and it's out now and y'all need a copy. You can pick up your paperback copy of Live in Love at your favorite local bookstore or wherever you love
0: to buy books.
1: Okay, Lauren, so who is joining us today for this conversation about
0: living in love and purpose? Man, this one gets deep, it is so good. Today, we're gonna get to sit down with my friend, Lauren Tomlin, who is so incredible. And she's gonna get to talk about with us what it is like to live in love and purpose. Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about one of our amazing partners, Crew. So I know it goes without saying, but the Bible has changed our lives and so much of what living in love looks like for me and for my family is because of what we have learned from the Bible. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible, that you couldn't just hop on Amazon and get one sent to your house or even afford one, or take it one step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. Honestly, sometimes I think it is so easy to forget that there are so many people all around the world who simply can't get a Bible. And that's why we are so thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and in doing so, sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my new book, Live in Love. Simply text love to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text love to 71326. That's L-O-V-E to 71326 to help now or visit org slash love. Today we're talking about purpose and a pretty short list of topics that we're going
1: to cover over this season. Why Why is purpose so important to you?
0: Purpose is something that has come up in, I would say, 90% of my conversations with people who I don't know, mm-hmm. even as Like, I would go to shows, Thomas Ritz shows. I would have random people come up and be like, I know you don't know who I am, but I read about this and it Mm -hmm. changed my life. And um, how did you get there? How did you make that decision? Or how did you know that working with loved one was your purpose? And so I just feel like so many people, and even people that I know, and I'm friends with will come to me and be like, I'm searching for that. Now I feel lost. Can you help me figure that out in my journey? And the answer is I cannot help you figure that out, (laughs) but I know who can. And for me, it has been looking back over my life of 30, almost two years. I feel like a lot of what I stumbled upon was by accident as far as, the active steps that I was taking personally, like as Lauren. But looking back, I see where God kind of put up those guardrails to guide me down certain paths or to plant seeds in my heart for different things. And once I started really fostering those seeds and the, the path that I was on at the time, That's where he started showing me my greater purpose. But I think a huge part of being able to find your true purpose and who you are is going back to how do you hear from God and are you Mm. able to hear from God? Because at the end of the day, we are his creation. You are his creation. And if you're not consulting the creator... How are you going to find who you're supposed to be? I mean, Mm. of all the people to ask, yes, it's great to ask your community. Yes, it's great to ask the people and the family around you that you love and trust. But at the end of the day, they didn't make you. Mm. And so I think it's so important for us to understand, A, that we were all created for a purpose. And that ultimate purpose is to make the name of Jesus greater. But B, even just in our personal lives, we have so (laughs) much that we can change for the better or encourage or speak love into. And once you find that purpose, no matter how big or small that purpose feels or seems or is at the time, that purpose is the greatest gift you can give to the world and to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I brought Lauren Tomlin on here today, one of my girlfriends, because she has been someone who has really helped to teach me
1: Mm
0: A, how she hears from God, because that was something that I wasn't really taught growing up in my faith. Like I was taught about God, obviously, and who he is and who he says that I am. But as far as having like a conversation with him each day, not just praying, but having a conversation, I didn't. Well, I didn't believe it was possible.
1: Mm.
0: And I also thought, well, okay, well, if it is possible, that's not a gift that I have.
1: Wow. That's not something
0: that I'm able to do, surely. And over time, I have had people who have challenged me in that, but then also have helped me to learn that and to learn his voice and to learn how to have conversations with him. And Lauren is a huge part of that. In our marriage, Thomas Rhett and I have gone to her um, in her home, and she has led Thomas Rhett through some incredible healing prayers and and just discovering himself, even though, like, Yes, he's this country music star, but he's human and like Mm -hmm. he has a marriage just like every other marriage is. And it's hard and he struggles with things that everybody struggles with. And so for him to find that freedom and to learn to speak and hear from God was massive in his life. And then also it has changed my life over the last year, a little over a year, I would say. Lauren has taught me so much, so I'm so excited that you're here and we get to hear from you. Is, is Lauren squared today? That's yeah, right.
1: That's right. I mean, you're kind of like Mary Poppins. That I feel like you float into people's <laughs> lives and you walk them through healing prayer. And then I leave and then you float out. Yeah. And then you float
2: back in. And you're always around. Ra- How did y'all even meet? So here's what's funny, I've never had one person. That people have said, you've got to meet this girl. You guys are so much alike. Yeah. Y- you guys have got to meet. I literally had five to six people in Nashville. And I would never, for whatever reason, our paths would never cross until you walked through my door with TR. Yeah.
1: Uh-uh. That's the first time y'all met was <sighs> when you were doing the about. healing prayer with us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was nice like, to meet Hi. you. We're going in.
2: Yeah. I feel like I know you. <laughs> Hi, Okay, right, let me talk to your husband. We're going to get That's deep. Right, right, real right. Real quick. Right. <laughs> So that's it. So literally through prayer. That was it. It was through prayer. But an immediate connection, kindred spirit. It's not like we see each other all the time, but it's like, I feel like I get you yes. yeah. in a lot of ways. So
0: easy. Yes.
2: Lauren, this stuff can feel kind of like outside the of the The deep
0: box. end of the pool. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Yes. Sure. So walk us, just even get us started on when we're figuring out our purpose and yeah. why we're here. Prayer, hearing God, yeah. all that matters so
2: much. How do we start that? Yeah. You know, I think what's fundamental is it's easy so much to put the cart before the horse. So Mm -hmm. people think once I find my purpose, that that is the goal. And in reality, it's when you find God. Mm -hmm. And I love that passage, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the Mercedes in the driveway. It's not the new curtains in the kitchen, whatever it is. But when you delight in him and you come to know him, he will start to point you to who you really are and awaken you to wow. your true self. Mm-hmm. And he certainly has done that through me for me. It's in coming to know him. It's in hearing his voice. It's in building, like you said, that conversational relationship, because a lot of times we can fall into that prayer monologues where we just talk, 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 but we don't really, A, know he can speak to us or wants to. Or like you said, would he show up for me? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. am I worthy of him actually? I mean, sure, he might do that for you, Annie or Lauren. But would he really come for me Mm -hmm. and speak? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: Lauren, how has listening to God helped you? I mean, people would say they're coming up to you and saying, tell me how to find my purpose because they feel like you have. But you're saying, yeah, I found some things that make my heart beat, but then I started listening to God talk to me about me and it changed.
0: Yeah. What I found is that as I started hearing from him and knew that I was hearing from him, it was a moment where I started to go, okay, I have to either choose to listen to everything he's saying, despite all the fears and the doubts and the things that are going to make me very uncomfortable or I can just keep going with the way that my life is now, and it's it's pretty good. I wasn't walking through, like, extreme darkness. But at the end of the day, do I want a life that mm. is so full mm. of joy and love and purpose mm. that I get to the end of my life and look back and go, I lived that well, and mm. I lived that the best way I knew how alongside Him, don't get me wrong. He has taken me through some valleys, but I'm never alone. Mm. And through those valleys, the mountaintop is even greater. And, and the parts of my life, Willa Gray is one of those purposes. My daughter, wow. my first child, if I did not listen to the voice of God, I, I don't think that I would have her. And our family would not be you wouldn't be able to recognize the two families. But mm-hmm. If you put our family side by side with Willa Gray, without Willa Gray, she has changed our life in such a massive way and opened our eyes to so much of the world that I know is a huge purpose of my life is to speak on behalf of other adopted families or mothers who are questioning this and can I do this? What does this look like? And the answer is, I don't know what it looks like for you. And you're not going to know what it looks like. But I know one thing for sure. He's going to hold your hand the whole way. Mm. And one of my favorite quotes that I heard, I don't even know who told me, but I say it to myself all the time is he is not going to bring me this far to leave me. Mm. And it might not be what I hoped it would be in that moment. It might be really hard. But I know at the end of the day, I'm trusting my creator, to take me down a life of purpose, and he's doing that. And some of those purposes look bigger from an outsider looking in or from, you know, a lot of eyeballs watching us as far as being a family in the spotlight. And some of those purposes look like, you know, love one. If you follow me at all socially, you know that love one is a big part of my life. You also know that family is a big part of my life. Those are things that are really easy for me to, like, say loudly on a platform, but then there are purposes in my life that are not seen Mm. and I might not ever get any glory from. Mm. As Lauren and I were talking through this and kind of what purpose means to me and how I've found my different purposes, because there are many different ones. Right. For all of us, right? For everybody. I'll never forget one Sunday I was sitting in church and we were in the middle of worship and I was like, I just feel like the Lord has something for me, something he wants to say to me, but I'm not really sure how to hear it. And so I just started praying and I literally said, God, I don't know. It was right when I had started to have this two-way conversation. Had you already met Lauren Tomlin? I, I had heard about what she does yeah, and what she is able to, how she's able to lead these healing prayers and hearing from God and how much of a passion that is for her. But it wasn't something that I was comfortable with, I should say, maybe, and so, but I just remember sitting in church and being like, okay, mm-hmm. I know that you're God. I know you can do anything. I know that you're for me. So I'm just going to tell you that I want to hear from you, but I don't know how to hear from you. So I'm just going to sit and just kind of listen and... And just wait for you to move in my heart. And I don't know if I'm going to hear you audibly. I don't know if I'm going to see something in my mind. I don't know if somebody's going to come up to me at church and say something. But I sat there. And as I was praying for what direction the Lord had for me, because I was at a moment where I felt kind of like, not lost in the sense of, like, I felt like in the book, I talk about feeling really lost in Thomas Red's early career.
1: Yeah,
0: That was the most lost I felt. And it has not since been that deep of a feeling of lost. Yeah. But in this moment, it was another crossroads, and I think throughout everyone's life you go through those periods of being like okay i don't know where i am anymore you got to give me some direction i feel like i'm not sure which way to go or what you have for me next and it was one of those moments i already had kids i'd already been involved with love one but i felt like there was more and so i was sitting in church and praying and i remember thinking like i've got millions of followers like surely the lord has something crazy for me that he's just going to like I'm going to broadcast this revelation <laughs> to everybody who, who follows me. And I'm going to like all of this stuff that at the root of it was very selfish. Like, mm. I'm going to bring this to people. As I was sitting there praying like, all right, Lord, what do you have? What do you want me to do for your kingdom? <laughs> right. How could literally, I? Literally, Yeah. Literally, I felt you have got to go apologize to Thomas Red for this morning. <sighs> And oh, I was like, wow. that's not what I was looking what? for.
1: <laughs> Drop the mic. It's over. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I was no, like, no, oh. what do you mean? And I, all of a sudden, I just felt this, like, he just put me right back, in the most loving way, just put yeah. me right back in my place and was yeah. like, well, first off, you need to go apologize for the way you spoke to your husband this morning before mm-hmm. church. <laughs> I was like, dang it. <laughs> and so I immediately was just like, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is the first thing I would, as soon as we get out of worship, that is the first (laughs) conversation I'm going to have. But the moment he got my heart back into the right posture of being like, this is not about you. (laughs) This is not about the millions of people who follow you. This is about me and what I'm calling you to do. And once I kind of got that out of the way and got my heart back into a posture of, hands open Lord what what where do you have me going from here he said what I have given you right now are daughters to raise Mm. to raise to be women who know me and love me and therefore are going to love the world around them and I remember thinking wow That has nothing to do with the people who follow me. It has (laughs) nothing to do with country music. It has everything to do with within the walls of my home where Mm. nobody will see it. And that's what he had for me was like, right now, your purpose is to raise these girls to know and love me. And it was like, wow, that was definitely not where I was going with all of this. (laughs) But it was incredible to like have that. Such clarity. Immediate. And to know that like. like, That I have such purpose in that. Like, what a job. Yes. That I get to raise children to go out that can love on and change the world with just being.
1: Lauren, how often when we're thinking about our purpose, does it end up being like that? Where it's in our life already?
2: Oh, nine times out of ten. Yeah. Where it's like right in front of you. And what I love is he brought it in living color. So like what was just the mundane and the routine? It's like now you step back into the household and you could actually seize those moments and step in because of how he clarified and directed your purpose. Like yeah. it was just so clear. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I definitely see it. One of the things that um, I want to share this passage, because I know we've talked about this in your small group I got to bounce on over to your house the other night. It was so fun. Oh, it was so fun being with all of you guys. And we were talking about this passage because Jesus makes it very clear that we're to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we really don't know in the day in and day out. Like that is his deepest longing is to know Mm -hmm. us and us to know him. And he spells it out very clearly, all that you're talking about. John 10, he says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So even in your story, the condition was, like, you asked, and you were willing to follow. You were willing to say, okay, I'm going to go first apologize. And, yes, I'll go back to the unseen world, the Mm -hmm. not-so-glamorous, not the stage, not the platform, not the podcast, not the followers. I'll follow you where you're asking me to go. So he says— he calls his own sheep by name and leaves them out. And when he's brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them. So, again, he's our guide. Mm-hmm. He knows the way. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So the passage goes on to say this four times. Wow! I think he must know we have a hard time believing that this is available. Yeah. But that, that's what's so beautiful about that moment is how you went in a posture of like, hey, I don't even know how this is going to look. Like, do you come audibly? Do you come with a picture? Am I? How am I going to know? And he met you because you were open. Yeah, you were willing to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what now? What does that look like? I mean, is now finding
1: your purpose? Is it a daily thing? Is hearing God a daily thing? Is this like? Do they go that hand in
0: hand in your life? They do now because I remember leaving that moment and feeling like such a high. Like, oh my goodness. God just spoke to me directly Mm -hmm. (laughs) right here in this moment. And I remember thinking, I wish I could do that all the time. Mm -hmm. I wish he could speak to me all the time. And although it doesn't look the same all the time or sound the same or feel the same, I am able to have that two-way conversation whenever I want. Sometimes he is silent on things, but it, it could be because I need to go apologize again. Or it could be because it's not something for me to know right then. Hmm. Or um, my posture could be, which I guess is kind of going back to apologizing. But if, if my posture, the posture of my heart is not in a right space, I find it very hard to hear the voice of God. And so one thing that was extremely helpful, other than talking with Lauren and, and a couple other people who have, who I feel like have studied this a lot more than me. And other than our small group, which is we are able to learn and grow together in this, is a book by John Eldridge. <laughs> oh, we're like a John Eldridge fan Oops. club around this table. I know. But Walking with God was life-changing. It's yeah. in Mary
1: Poppins' bag. She brings it out for all of us. <laughs> <I>
0: mean- <laughs> the amount of people I have Amazon that book should buy You should. You should. The amount of people I have sent that book to just yeah. since you recommended it mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I guarantee you is probably thirty something. Yeah, people, it has to be. Mm-hmm. It,
2: it really gives you legs yeah. to like figure out sea legs. Like you're figuring out how do I do this? What is this? It's like a very practical book full of exercises on how to like how do I discern his voice? Mm-hmm. You know, because the scriptures say it's like that still small voice, mm-hmm. and the more you, you know, it's like anyone when I first met Annie. I didn't, well, of course, your voice is very recognizable. <laughs> but it's but like. But not the, before you've ever heard it. Right, right. But once I get to know you, if I were to like run into a restaurant and I heard you in the distance, I'd be mm-hmm. like, that's Annie, because mm-hmm. yeah. I know mm-hmm. her voice mm-hmm. in the relationship. Yeah. So that's what happens in time. Like those impressions start to get bigger to where now, Lauren, you're talking like, oh, yeah, we just like hang. Yeah. <laughs> but when it starts out, it is that, would you, it's a vulnerable position. Like, would you just show up for me? Yeah. Like, would you just speak to me? Like, I'm desperate here. Mm -hmm. What about
1: the people who that is what they want? They want to hear God. They want to know what they're doing. And they just
2: feel like it is a brick wall. So a lot of times what I find is the brick wall is unbelief. Mm. Unbelief is a block between us and God. Mm -hmm. And so typically it will take renouncing the lie. God won't speak to me. Mm. So whenever I meet with people and they're not hearing Typically, that can be a brick wall or it could be a belief that there's shame of something that's happened in my story that he would never speak to me. Wow. And those are typically the brick walls that you want to renounce. So it would literally be a I renounce that lie because that's not true. Right. He right. wants to speak to all of us. He's saying here, I am the good shepherd and yeah. you are my sheep, no matter how far you've left the flock. I want you in my fold and I'm willing to pursue that one sheep really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to come back into my fold. And Mm -hmm. I want, I long to speak to you. And so it's in renouncing that or coming to him and saying, Hey, this has happened in my story. And, and I really want to surrender this and believe in faith that you're forgiving me Mm -hmm. to then move through and then say, Hey God, would you tell me how much you love me? Mm -hmm. Jesus, would you speak to me about the next step in my purpose It's literally that simple. It's very childlike faith. These aren't big, grandiose statements. It's like, would you tell me how you love me? Would you tell me how you see me? Would you tell me what my purpose is and how you've made me? Yeah. It's interesting because, Lauren, when we were
1: talking with Grace, when we talked about community, one of the things you said is sometimes we don't want to say what's really going on because we're afraid we won't be loved. Yeah. We do the same thing to God. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely until you start to practice that and, and be vulnerable in that moment and and have your heart open to what he has. And, and if you need to renounce those, those lies that you believed and get that out of the way first, then obviously do that. But once you've moved past that, just having your hands open and just be willing to listen to whatever he has for you. It does feel weird at first, especially for somebody who grew up not being taught that this was something we had access to. He was not someone we had access to in this way. Mm -hmm. It becomes like second nature. Like Mm. even like the smallest of things. Should I go on this trip this weekend? Mm -hmm. Should I have this conversation with my husband now? Or is there a better time to have it? wisdom Uh, yeah i mean it's just asking him to like yeah asking him to to do these things for me is it just takes it off your shoulders then and and at the same time in that he does start to show you more and more and more his love it's just like that when in dating you don't know this person initially and then you're attracted to them and you're like maybe i do want to have coffee with you. So you have coffee and you start to have a conversation and then you're like, wow, I kind of feel like I could share my heart with you, but maybe Mm. I'll wait till next time we're together. And then you share a little bit of your heart and they hopefully embrace it and love and just love you back. And then you share maybe a harder place of your heart and hopefully they embrace that and just love you back. And slowly you start to realize with God, there is nothing you can bring to him that he can't handle or that he isn't going to shower you in love no matter what it is. But you're only going to know that by trying it out Mm -hmm. and practicing it. And I would also add in having people around you who are also pursuing that, who can speak into that so that you don't feel alone. And just to share stories with like, well, this is what I heard one time. um, And this is how I've taken it and how he's changed my life. Or I'm really struggling to hear this. Can you be praying with me on this mm-hmm. that he can give me an answer? Because a lot of times I feel like, and especially in my life, I'm able to hear things for my friends, too. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, this morning I was praying for so-and-so and God just laid you on my heart. And he really, he told he pointed me to this verse or like Grace's husband, Davey. The other day I was praying and the Lord put Davy on my heart and something very specific to him. And it didn't make sense to me. But when I shared it with him, he was like, whoa, like this is speaking directly to what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's just cool. I mean, it just you plug into God, but then plugging into him also allows you to plug in even more to the community around you and even people that maybe you don't know. Well, like some weird things can happen, too, but that are not weird because. I feel like it's from God. Mm -hmm. But like a couple of times I've just prayed over people that maybe I just met because God told me (laughs) this person needs to be left on. And and I wouldn't know to do that if I wasn't trying to hear his voice and Mm -hmm. learning to hear his voice and trying to follow the best I know how with what he's saying. And I love what you're saying, because I think
2: the world can tell us. Well, go do this or you get on Instagram let's be real and you yeah. start scrolling and it's like okay which which picture do I want to pick that I'm gonna become yeah, mm, yeah. and he, and it's like he like you said back to the Creator he knows you he he wove you together and literally going in to him finessing and knowing the perfect ways that most make you come alive mm-hmm. and what I love too is starting out small to not going in with the like. Oh my gosh, do I have move to Alaska? Yeah. Or oh my gosh, <laughs> do I marry him? Like these high stress questions. Right. right. It starts small. It's yeah. hey, would you tell me how much you love me? Yeah. I know I go back to that and I'm saying it again. It's so but it's good. like, would you give me a picture? Would you give me, like you said, scripture, would you give me a word? Would you give me a song? Would you show me a memory? So sometimes I feel like he gives us our purpose in taking us back to who we were as the child Mm -hmm. before we enter into the shoulds Mm -hmm. and the scripts that others have written for us. And, you know, the pressures of the world. Sometimes there's a restoring that he does in taking us back to those little girl places and being like, remember when? Mm -hmm. And I know he certainly did that for me. I ended up doing makeup. Uh. Before I married Chris. And I was in a season where I was in like corporate America and driving and charging. And I worked for Chick-fil-A in their marketing department. But in coming alive to my desires, he took me back to, you love painting and color. Mm. And so it ended up that I started freelancing makeup on the side. Yeah. So it was this side purpose that came from him taking me back,
0: Mm.
2: if that makes sense. How do you learn to trust yourself when a memory
1: comes back or when you Lauren, when you decide to pray for someone like, how do you learn to trust that that's really God you're hearing and that, and that you're really doing quote the right thing.
0: I learned it by following through with what I felt like he was asking me to do or say on small things. Mm -hmm. Like there have been some bigger things that I feel like he's called out that I really had to be sure it was his voice to speak that to somebody That was a more of a life changing word. So, I think initially when it's something like like I was saying with Davey, I was like, "Hey, this scripture popped out, and I think it's for you." Like that's not apologizing, Thomas Rhett. (laughs) (laughs) That means the right, yeah, Yeah. tiny, tiny things Mm -hmm. that like no one may ever know that you went through, but Mm -hmm. but just watching how those tiny shifts or just tiny steps in faith, being like, "I think this is what you're saying Mm -hmm. to me. I'm just going to go with it and see what comes of it." Typically what comes of it is so much life and it, and it opens up to a way bigger opportunity for encouraging lo- someone or loving on someone or apologizing to someone. Mm-hmm. And by doing those small moments and watching the fruit of saying yes to that mm-hmm. made me trust the bigger ones that was like, okay, I feel like this is the same voice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step out in faith and do a you and then he shows up
2: yeah. and then he
0: shows up, even when you feel completely ridiculous, mm-hmm. because sometimes you do. And then and you see, okay.
2: oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then the more you step out, the more he brings and the more and the more. Yeah. And that's how it
0: happens. It's mm-hmm. incredible. I know. It's like in living color. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Taking another quick break from our conversation with Lauren to tell you about one of our sponsors, Glorify. So, Glorify is a daily worship and well being app that creates space and structure for its users to connect with God and their community every day. Designed to help us get into good worship habits with bite sized curated content, the Glorify app offers daily hand picked Bible readings, guided meditation, worship music, and space for reflection and prayer. Christians around the world are guided through worship routines to strengthen their relationship with God and recharge their spiritual journey every day. They have this really cool feature where you can fall asleep peacefully, listening to a variety of bedtime meditations, declarations, prayers, and music. There are curated playlists from global worship leaders like Joel Houston, Matt Redmond, Kim Walker Smith, Tarn Wells, and Brian Johnson that you can pick and choose from. You can even listen to exclusive content from Christian leaders such as Sadie Robertson Huff, Priscilla Shirer, Joel Houston, and Corey Robertson. And as a mom of three going on four, I personally know how hard it is to find pockets throughout your day so you can actually find quiet time and spend time with God, but that's where the Glorify app can really help. And as a Live in Love listener, you can download the Glorify app from your app store, create an account, and enter code Love in the profile section for a special limited time promotion of 50% off unlimited access to Glorify's premium content designed to help you get into good worship habits and grow closer to God. That's promo code Live Love to get 50% off unlimited access to Glorify's premium content when you download the Glorify app today.
1: Lauren, tie the two together for us. When I think about, there's some of our friends listening that are like, I'm just trying to figure out what job I want. I don't want to pray for strangers, yeah. right? Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So tie them together. When you think about the next 50 years of our lives, tie together finding your purpose and hearing God and why, what? Lauren, this Lauren, Akins, is doing of listening to God, stepping out, getting words, apologizing when she's inclined to do that from the Holy Spirit. How does that play into building an entire life on
2: purpose? Right. You know, I think it's one of those things of when you start with what she's saying, the small things, then you can start to ask for clarity on the bigger purpose. Mm. So in hearing his voice, it starts small, but then he starts speaking on seemingly the little things right and then it becomes big things and yeah. davy's life has changed because. and funny enough yeah. you're on a podcast right now so what started as you're on <laughs> right. the front row and he's saying hey let's go to your little girls right now yeah. and now you are inviting all of your followers to come alongside you isn't that funny <laughs> right? <laughs> right isn't right. that amazing but how he can take you for the long haul and the long stretch. And, you know, it's interesting. I was kind of sharing, Lauren knows this about me, that I kind of have walked through a harder season. Like it's getting handed to you. And, you know, I think there's purpose in pain. Mm -hmm. And so instead of even looking at pain as, oh, I'm suffering or 2020 sucks, because it seems like to me a lot of people have gone through some really challenging times where what we have valued most, what we have prized most Mm -hmm. has been taken from us. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of sitting with life as you know it in front of you and you're seeing things in your world. You're seeing things about your heart. You're seeing things just as they really are. And so, for example, to say, what does this look like in the long run? Mm -hmm. You know, some could look at this circumstance. And I did it first of like what happened was I was pregnant. I always wanted three. Uh, we had two. Life was perfect. Yeah. It was seamless. It was easy. I did not want to get pregnant again because and, 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 I, I just get so sick. Oh, wow. Awful, like debilitating. So, I, it's a total surprise, COVID baby, like, here we are, woohoo, you know? And, and so, literally, I'm hitting the skids on the couch with like my half pint of like Hagen Dots oh, coffee ice cream. Yeah. Chris is on doing stairs twice a day to process this, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm 47 and we are about to have a newborn. Yeah. You know, like, woo, it's all hitting the fan. And so, then becomes the part where I'm like have no energy. I can barely get up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Come to find out I'm anemic. So then it's like, well, once I have the baby, then we'll rock it. So we get to the pregnancy the end, deliver, and then she has a lot of health issues where there are mouth ties. Mm-hmm. So she had a really hard time feeding. So oh, that yeah. screaming baby all day long, inconsolable, yes. can't help her. Like, literally, I'm trying to take care of the others. I'm in my PJs. It's still 2 o'clock, and my Mm -hmm. hair's a wreck, and I'm a wreck. Yeah. And so one could look at this moment, this vignette, and say, like, oh, my gosh, this is just suffering Mm -hmm. or this is just really hard. And it was interesting. I was at the sink. And honestly, I was in such survival mode. It was a season where I did not hear from God much. Mm. I was literally just trying to meet the need of the moment for every person. And it was like, help, help. Like <laughs> raving, yeah. lady, waving the red flag. The big <laughs> girls needed something. The little girl oh, yeah. needed something. Yeah, yeah, It was like that kind of thing. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm at the kitchen sink. And like. Oh, my gosh, it's February, and I haven't asked God what's my word for the year because that's something that I learned from John Eldridge in his book, to ask God to frame the year and, like, what's the word for the year? And I'm sitting there as I'm washing dishes, you know, one of those monotonous chores that is a perfect time to hear, by Mm -hmm. the way. And it was clear. It was, like, the first time I'd heard, just kind of like you were on that front row. It was so crystal clear. And I heard beauty from ashes. And it was like Mm. the hot tears just, like, fell down my face. Mm. And it was like, okay, yes, this is true. I feel this. It was like the tears. That's how you know he's speaking, right? Because mm. it's to your heart, and it registers. Because it's that part, the deepest part of you. That's like, oh yes, I mm. feel that. And so in that moment, it was like, oh my gosh, this is doing such a bigger purpose. I I am being humbled. I am my pride is being stripped. I am such a strong mm. and capable person. So I think. And what he's doing is <laughs> right is is he is refining that in me of taking that down, mm. bringing me to a greater empathy that when I now see people suffering, I always used to say, I'm sorry. And I would try to feel it. Oh, now I can feel it. Mm. Like now after this, it's like someone with health issues, someone that's tied down to a family member that's sick, someone who's spending their life in a doctor's office. There's a, a greater work he's doing in me. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because Chris and I have a foundation. And so But of course, he would allow me to walk through the season because what is that doing for me in the end when I sit with these people? You know, a lot of what we want to do is give voices for those that are vulnerable. Now, when I show up, it's like I can feel I can be with them in it because of what he's doing. So there was purpose in that pain. So I don't know for how many of you that are out there that you're listening that you're like, I can't even like think about my purpose in life right now. Because I'm sitting in the ashes of my life of what's happened this past year, whether mm-hmm. or not you're seeing your marriage as it really is and the lack or you're seeing your friendships for what they really are or financial challenges or you're graduating from college and th- there's no jobs that are yeah. available. Looking in that pain and that trial and asking God, what, what is it that you're up to for my good? yeah And and then you're wow. able to partner with him in it and then see the bigger p- picture of what he's doing for your goodness, even though it's not fun. Mm. but you're able to see the beauty and the goodness that is happening. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's like the long game.
0: yeah, mm. it's always a long game It's always the long game. <laughs> yeah. and it's all
2: these little short vignettes that make mm-hmm. this long game.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, gosh. I know we've talked about this a few times, but I just i so feel for you and all of that, but at the same time, mm. like. This is something that we'll touch on more when we talk about adoption, but I was kind of in that same spot going through my adoption with Willa Gray where I felt very alone and very hopeless. And that is where when I go back and look at the shift in my life to where I fully put my every ounce of my trust into him and trusted him that he was going to pull me through was through that adoption and through that darkness because there's so much growth in that pain and the beauty out of mm. ashes. And I did feel like my life was just burning down all around me.
2: That's exactly. I said I feel like he's taken a match and lit up every dimension of my life.
0: Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But I'm so grateful. I know. For that valley because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know him like I do, if it weren't for that, mm-hmm. or the conversations that have been life changing would not have come if it weren't for that. And I know you're kind of still in your ashes. I think you're. You're. I'm. Com- I hope I'm coming. you're coming out of it. We are. We are rounding
2: the corner in terms yeah. of her health. So yeah, it's yeah, circumstantially, but because he brought that clarity, it was like all of a sudden I was like, yes, I could see. With just vivid clarity that this was not wasted time. That this was just not it getting handed to me. Absolutely. That right. it was like, you are up to... You have allowed this for my good. Mm-hmm. Just like that loneliness, that season he like drew you yes. to him yes. for your good. And then look at Willow Gray. Right. I mean, she's an absolute delight.
0: She's an angel.
2: She's a joy. Yes. And imagine if
0: you'd missed that. Right. Right. I mean, it. I can't, I can't even think about it. I can't even think about it. I can't think what my life would have been without that. But at the same time that was probably one of the lowest points that i can recall in my life but just to think of the people who can hear your story and i know that you're still pretty close to that beauty from ashes but now till from the you know till the rest of your life mm-hmm. you're going to be able to relate with people who are going through such pain and you're going to be able to encourage them in that and mm-hmm. it's just incredible that that god's able to use all of our stories for good The opportunities are limitless for the amount of people (laughs) Uh who can benefit from his goodness, even in pain. And it's all unique,
2: so unique for each person and what they need. Yeah. Right. So he met you with what your heart most needed in restoration and in your story and in your marriage. Right. Oh, yeah. So same thing for me, like with what even that word of beauty from ashes, here I am 40 And it's like you come to the point where you're not 20 anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like the cosmetic industry is like 50 billion a year. And I felt like he's saying to me, hey, this is timeless beauty. Mm. Like, hey, sure, there's Botox and sure, there's this. But I'm going to like impart to you something that is timeless. It's eternal. Mm. So, again, the word that he brought me was so specific to what – at 40, yes. I could needed to hear most, but yes. at 20, mm, if I heard Beauty from Ashes, it wouldn't have meant as much. But right. he was also calling attention to that part in my heart that might have been flirting with, Hey, whoa, I'm 40. I yeah. Mean, yeah. What do I do with this? Right. Like, do I chase mm-hmm. it? What, you, where am I going with this? And he's like, Hey, time out. Beauty from Ashes, it's empathy, mm-hmm. it's suffering, it's meeting people. Like, he again was coaching me, kind of pep talk, counseling me, pulling. Me to his side. Yeah. You know, specific to what I needed most. That's what I love about him. Mm -hmm. He's so kind. Mm -hmm. It's never that's another thing in his voice. If what you hear is accusation or condemnation that is not of God, Mm -hmm. that is the enemy. Right. So he he does not shame. Um conviction, yeah. You know, kinda like, hey, Go apologize at Dr. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that sweet kindness. It's that course correction, just like beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. This is the way, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Let's not go the other way. Yeah. Like, not that there's something wrong with makeup. I'm still, I love makeup. Saying, where are you going to put your eggs? Yep. Yeah. Like, enjoy that, but let's not chase it or prize it like it is life. Yes. I love that. Did everyone hear that? <laughs> are you listening? <laughs> Annie, I know you have. A wealth of, you know, I hate to turn the t- tables and put it on you, but like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's turn Yeah, on. I think hearing God's voice is absolutely what has created my life. Mm. I, I would not have built this life. And I would not have loved the pieces of my life that are not what I wanted if he wouldn't have told me what a gift they are, mm. you know? And So, so I, you received your life. Yeah. I mean, I that's all this very fast. But, I mean, I remember when I was moving to Nashville, I moved here. 13 years ago. No friends. I didn't know. I'd never, I'd been here one time. I just, the Lord told me Nashville. And the Sunday I was leaving, I went up to the altar at church and I was like, Hey, I was willing. Like, like kind of like that story of Isaac and uh, Jacob, Jacob and Isaac, no Abraham and Isaac, Mm -hmm. where he was going to sacrifice him. I was like, look, I was willing, like bring me the Ram, like trade out now. Like, Mm -hmm. let me stay. Look, I even moved a load of stuff up there and I paid a month's rent. Wow. Don't make me go. I was willing to go. Don't make me go. And so clearly that day, the Lord said, "Nashville is the greatest gift I've ever given you." And I was like, "I do not know how that's true." But if you say that, I will drive north from Atlanta, and I will move. And it did not feel that way for a while. Like how long? Four years. There you go. Oh, I knew it wasn't a year.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: I bet it was four years. It was and four he did years. So and I much hadn't... in that four. Yeah. Oh and I would have. And now I go. Nashville is the greatest gift God's ever given me. I, I am a, I, I am healthier. I am I'm the best version of Annie that I could not have been anywhere else. Wow. And so moments like that where you go, I'm going to hang on to God's words that match what He says in Scripture or are directly Scripture, and go, if you say you provide for all my needs, okay. If you say you love me no matter what, okay. I mean, and just like tie myself to those,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right?
2: Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And it took four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not This slow. is not overnight microwave, like, get it. It is. And the work that was done in those four years, right. and now you're sitting where we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that as you're on this journey of hearing God for yourself?
1: Do you feel some of that, like? And you don't have to tell us your stories, but you can. Um, do you feel
0: some of that? Okay, I'm going to hang on to this until I see it. In almost every facet, I mean, like raising kids, in my marriage uh, with Gray's adoption for one. Mm-hmm. He told me he was going to pull me through it, and that was over a year. It wasn't four years, but it was over Still, a year. That's a lot through because you want that to be two, two days, and, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, clinging to his truth is the best thing I can learn to do mm-hmm. because holding on to that will pull me through all of these things. And on the other side is, is good learning to hear his voice, but then also having the boldness and the confidence to do what he's asking. I mean, just like for you, you, you went through four years of not wanting to be where you were, mm-hmm. but sticking it out and trusting. I mean, you have to have some serious faith to pull mm-hmm. you through four years of suffering to go, I'm still going to trust. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most powerful prayers you can pray is I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you believe just enough, but you're going to have to pull mm-hmm. me the rest of the way because I don't know that I believe what I should. Right, and Because of
2: circumstances. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Or what the world says or What voices are speaking into your life that you probably shouldn't be allowing into your life, but man, it's just, it's life changing. It's life changing and it will, it will pull you to your purpose, but you have to stick it out. And sometimes it looks like four years of sticking it out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it looks like over a year of sticking it out pregnant while you feel like your marriage is going up in flames. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: sometimes it looks like standing at the sink and in a minute and in one sentence, The situation doesn't change, but your perspective changes and therefore it feels like the situation changes.
2: In that instant, Mm -hmm. it was like, one, just a confirmation of he sees me. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm in ashes. (laughs) Like I'm sitting in this right now, you know, and the fact that he's doing a larger, there's a bigger picture. So now that I've heard beauty from ashes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we hear from him, we don't know what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So it's. Okay, well, can you spell that out more? Can you, like, give me the details? Give me the download on this? So, like, what does Beauty for Ashes look like yeah. in uh, in my passion? What does Beauty for Ashes look like with Chris? What is Beauty from Ashes? So that you can start to tease it out if what he's bringing to you doesn't make sense right off at the top. Mm-hmm. You start to tease it out. Okay, so speak to me more. Would you tell yeah. me more of what that looks like? And kind of start applying it to other areas of your life. And have community. Yeah. That tells you. Yep. Right. Um, Huge. And that's another thing is if what you're hearing doesn't make sense, say, would you just confirm God through other people? Would you speak through circumstances? Would you keep bringing it to me? So, for example, with your friend, you know, with Grace's husband, sometimes if I have an impression for someone else, I'll kind of just not immediately react. And then if it keeps coming to me in the day, I'm like, oh, he really wants me to say something. So I let it sit, marinate for a little bit. And then I know, oh, it's the third time I've thought of this person today. I got I got a strike on this. So good.
0: Yeah. I would love it if you would just lead listeners on just how to get started on all yeah. this in prayer. And maybe just lead them through a prayer just to get them just one step ahead if this is something they want to pursue or learn more about. Yeah. Because I think this is a place where... The Spirit of God can act no matter if you're listening to this years from now or right when this comes out or if we're with you in person or not. I think we let the Spirit lead, but I would love for you to just lead listeners in that if they're willing and wanting to try it out and learn more.
2: Totally. So what we're going to do is, is I will just carve out a little moment where I'm going to ask a question of Jesus in first person. So it's as though you are saying it and then I'll pause and it'll give you time to hit pause and you can listen. And then I'll have another question to shortly follow after. So I'll just open up with prayer um, before we just have that moment for you to just have that moment for your heart to receive from him what he wants you to know most right now.
0: And sometimes it can take longer than 30 seconds of sitting. I think that was something I had to learn that was really awkward. Was kind of like, I mean, how long am I supposed to sit here? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and also praying against distractions. Um, Yes. And the lies of the enemy and what he might be speaking to you, and just to like clear the The way, way. so it's just like the voice of God. But it's okay if you have to sit there
2: and hit pause for a
0: few minutes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. hit pause just to wait like like twenty to you see or hear
2: or yes. And I always find journaling really helps. Yeah. That if I start going with it. Um, he's able to speak, and if what he says is too good to be true, then it's him. Mm. yeah So, meaning you would never tell yourself, You're stunning, Lauren, right? Like, yeah. you don't talk to yourself and say, You're stunning. So, if <laughs> right. all of a sudden you hear, You're stunning, Lauren, whoa, that's like, Whoa, too good to be true. Yes. Like, you, you know, because what do we hear? Oh, you relate to carpool today. Yep. Oh, you mm-hmm. did, you dropped the ball here. We hear that, that,
0: that yep. condemning yep.
2: voice. Yeah. And if what comes in is just lavish, it's him. Yeah. So, so they, write it down. Okay. So Jesus, we thank you for your heart. We we are so excited of the endless possibilities of what you want to bring. And so we right now just speak against any distraction, any sense of despair or hopelessness. And we command those spirits to the cross and just ask Jesus that you would come in in extravagant, ways that would just pretty much be where you're showing off in extravagant ways that only you can. And so the first question I want to bring to you is, God, would you tell me how much you love me? Would you give me a picture, a word, a scripture verse, a song, a memory, something that would show me your love for me, your heart for me? And then the next question is, with the life that's before me and you knowing my heart... What is the purpose that you have for me in the life that's before me? And you knowing me, what is the purpose that you have for me? And then for those of you that I can identify with how I felt of just living in ashes all around you, like what has happened? Like there's debris everywhere. And I don't even know what to do with this. Like I can't even think about purpose. Jesus, would you speak to me about The greater purpose of what's happening that's for my good in this pain. What are you up to for my good? Would you give me a picture or a word for what you're up to? That you work all things for my good. So, y'all can uh, take these questions to them at the sink. Wherever you can find quiet, in the car, turn the radio off, turn Spotify off on a walk. I mean, these are questions that you can keep taking to him and bringing them before him. And I'm pretty much certain he'll surprise you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Get ready. Buckle up. That's what I always love say. That's right. <laughs> That's always right.
0: So good. Okay, so... Thank you so much for doing this for, I mean, for, I, I did it again as we yeah, were sitting there saying, right. and I've, I'm already learning some more things today, but thank you for doing that for our listeners too. And thank you for being here. I know you have so much on your plate right now, but
2: oh, I love being here. This is so, so fun. much fun seeing so, getting you guys. To do this
0: is amazing. A question we ask at the end yeah. of every episode. Oh, this is a surprise. What is it? Yeah. Sorry. Do tell. <laughs> it's not <laughs> um, hard. How do you choose to live in love in purpose or how do you see yourself or what does that mean to you to live in love but in purpose
2: I'd say it's being present to the moment Mm -hmm. just being you know pushing that distraction away I mean hello how many times do I pick this thing Mm up all I need is my little six-year-old that's like mom you're on your phone again to remind me yes hey be present. I'm like, oh my gosh. I thought I had to text this person back. No, I really don't have to right now. Yeah. Being present. So good. Lauren breach. I like turning
1: it on you. So what does it look like for you to live in love on purpose like this?
0: I mean, as you were saying that, I'm just gonna go to what uh <laughs> as you just led that prayer, I'm just gonna go with what yeah. God showed me in that moment is to live In purpose for me right now, I see him wanting me to play more with my kids, Mm. which is exactly what you were just saying, like putting the phone down. Like I feel like I have busyness has crept back in as the world has started to like really ramp back up and um, just taking what I learned over 2020, and just having all the time in the world, to making sure now that it doesn't feel like we have all the time in the world, once again, carving out that time for my kids. And one of my biggest purposes that I'm most proud of is being a mother to my girls. But something that he just showed me is that, like, I literally saw myself stooping down to their level and i saw like sunshines which mm-hmm. funny enough we just drew sunshines in chalk yesterday and so like that really resonated with me and then i also saw a sled and i still have bruises on my legs from our snow day yeah however many days ago weeks ago that was like i have a knot that might not go away from <laughs> sledding but i saw a sled which to me is him saying like play. let let the stuff yeah. go mm-hmm. yeah. and play with your kids they're only going to be this little for so yeah. long and so that's what – I think that's where he's taken me in living in love and that's my awesome. purpose right now. But I love that. So cool. Thank you. I'm coming over. <laughs> I want to I
2: do sidewalk <laughs> with y'all. Come,
0: come play. Come play with us. Bring your kids. Thank you all so much for listening. I love getting to share these conversations with you. If you love this episode, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. Also, just a reminder, you can pick up your copy of the paperback edition of Live in Love that's available now. And I hope you'll join us for our next episode of the Live in Love podcast, where we'll be talking about what it means to live in love in motherhood. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three bobbles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my new book, Live and Love. Simply text LOVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text LOVE to 71326. That's L-O-V-E to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org love.